I've noticed getting older, my bum is totally flattened. Like I used to have a little dancer bum. And now it happened to me too. Yeah, I just sit all day. And now I did deadlifts for an entire year. And I have like such a big butt now that I had to like go up in sizes and things. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I've never had that feeling. Good job, Rachie. I just did deadlifts last night. My butt cheeks are sore. That's why I want to build my ass. That's definitely the goal. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. I don't do shit like this. You should a little bit. It's just so I can clap it. practical conversations about real life experiences with human design woven throughout just like a tapestry of our human experience but threaded in a new language featuring projector ac brown generator rachel lieberman manifesting generator jasmine kenna and me your manifester vanessa henry you me we're in this together let's listen to each other you're listening to each other a human design centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types about Three weeks ago, I went to a med spa. What is that? A med spa is a place where you go and they can give you Botox or injections. I don't even know what they're all called, but you can like get fillers and lip stuff. Yeah, I've never done anything like this and I've been to any of these places. Like what's the, when I go in, like what's the experience like? Well, it was like a regular old doctor's office. Okay. I mean, that she's also like an ENT, which I found kind of strange, but. What is that? Ear, nose and throat. Oh, 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 Okay doctor. So I found that a little strange, but, and everyone told me she did not have a great bedside manner, but <laughs> and she's a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. I found out. And so I was a little like hesitant. I'm like, I've never been to a place like this before. And I don't know, like, what are you going to like draw on my face? Like, what are you like, whatever. So you go in and then take a picture of your, she took a picture of my face, a bunch of like really close up pictures, which is harrowing, scary yeah. to do that. And then she like looks at you through the, one of those mirrors or whatever. And then she asked me, which I thought this was cool. Like, what did did I want to change about my face instead of her like telling me like what was going to be done? And so I told her that I didn't love this. Like I'm getting like a I I said my cheeks. She's like, these are not your cheeks. They're your marionette lines or something else. Lines by your mouth. Okay. Yeah. So I said, I don't really like this. And like, maybe I need some Botox between my eyes. And so, yeah, that was it. And then she was actually really nice to me, though. She said, what work have you already had done? Yeah, because you're stunning. Mm-hmm. And I said, none. She was like, well, what soap, like what face cream do you use? And I said, none. <laughs> and she said, what is your makeup? And I said, uh, I don't know. I bought, it at, I bought it at TJ Maxx. Like, I don't know. Drink it is. in, lady. Drink it in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, threat. and she's like, okay, well, whatever you're doing, you're doing okay. But you could get some, you could get some cheek filler if you wanted and some Botox in your forehead, which... I decided to put on hold because my friend sold me on this liquid collagen that allegedly works really well. So is it in a white bottle? No, it's by Isogenics. Oh, okay. And it tastes good. And it's what's the white bottle? I don't know the white bottle. My mom has it. It tastes nasty. That's why it's good. It's good. It's really, it's pretty expensive though. But apparently Botox and stuff is really expensive. So I was like, but it lasts for eight months. How much is Botox? It was going to be like 600 bucks. That's not bad. What, okay, but, okay. So wait, I have no context of what that means. Is that like one syringe of whatever it is they put in you? No, they do it in units or something. I don't okay. know. Units. Anywhere between, depending on where you go, is anywhere between 10 and 15 a unit. Some people are expen- more expensive. And so a unit. Yeah, hers is 14. Okay. So then you would need. 14 a unit. Like between, depending on what they would be doing. 
because I did have a consultation and the lady said no for me. She's like, you don't need Botox? No. They turn you away. Oh. Yeah, she said, she's like, I was like, but what about here under my eye? She was like, put on sunglasses. You'd be okay. Yeah, she was just like, no. Um, She, would, she was like, I wouldn't do it. And so, yeah, it's, you need needles. So you would like to get your forehead, like those scrunchy lines, you would probably need like 10 oh. across the forehead. And then in the middle, like here between your eyebrows, they would be another couple of units because she has she explained if you get your forehead done, you're going to be putting pressure on your in the middle of your eyebrows and you don't want that to move either. So then you would need some here. That's the only place I was getting it. I'm not getting my whole forehead. Yeah. So I like to go like that. I like to move my eyebrows. But it lasts, though. It lasts anywhere between six and eight months, depending yeah. on your skin quality. Oh, fortunately for us melanated people, it lasts longer for us. Um, those cosmetic oh, really? procedures, um, Botox. Well, that's good to know. And fillers yeah. last a lot longer for us. Why is that? Because we have melanin in our skin. I mean, I don't look. So what does that what does that do to it? What does that do to the skin? Like we already have like it's like extra. Is it like extra collagen? Our skin's like it's like we got a lot of extras thicker or something. I don't really know. Yeah, it's helpful. I don't. It's just more. It's like something is filled out, I think, because it's like hair. Technically, you know, your color in your hair is a type of melanin, I think. And when Mm -hmm. you're bleaching it, it literally removes those particles. Yeah. So I think you've got like more particles. We have more particles in our skin. We have more. We have we are particle heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Particle heavy. That's why a lot of black and brown individuals don't look our age. Yeah. (laughs) It takes us a very long time to age. Um, and if we're really into skincare and things like that, yeah, then we're really top tier, <laughs> top tier because it's gonna take a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom didn't get her first pimple until she was fifty six. Oh, Ooh. see, a pimple. I, yeah, I mean, I've never. I always, and it's also genetics too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, I get it, and my kids get it. But overwhelmingly, I don't have a lot of wrinkles for forty six. Yeah, I don't have a lot of wrinkles. I'd barely have any. And I've really not thought about aging very much. You know, like all the things that go like, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like 43 and they were like, oh, have you gotten your colonoscopy yet? And I was like, "Mm, no, you're not supposed to start those until 50. I heard. Mm, I don't know. Somebody he was he's 44. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not really like I'm not really into that kind of stuff. And then my boss was saying the same thing. He said, what medications are you on? And we're the same age. <laughs> I said, I'm not on any medications. And he's like, you don't take anything. And I'm like, I'm 46. Like, I think there's this idea that you get into your mid 40s and you're just like creeping on death's door. I mean, I plan on living to be like 100 years old, at least. That's my plan universe. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm not even ha- I'm not even halfway there. Like, I'm not even halfway there. Yeah. Like, why are we acting like I'm a geriatric person? I'm not. I notice a lot of the people around me starting to take supplements and they have their little pill boxes out in the morning. I have a thing like with my gag reflex, it was really hard for me to take pills when I was young. And then I took so many pills when I was sick and now I don't mm. love putting anything. I don't, I don't. Maybe that's anything. why I look young because I've been taking, I've been on the supplement train since like high school. Oh yeah. My, my mom is stunning and she's been on supplements since I can remember. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I, if there's a supplement that I could take and try to do something in my body, I'm Amazon cart. Define clean. Click. Click, yeah. <laughs> click. Like, oh, I just have to take this for 12 weeks to see 
if my pinky finger is going to be more flexible, awesome. Let me go ahead and try it. I'm not doing any of that closed. Okay, wait, okay, wait. What have you noticed about your body's changing as you're getting older and aging? Like not skin, not face, but like your bodies. Like my muscles, like my, or the way it moves or functions. I don't know the whole thing. Like I'm always getting wider, just everything. Even (laughs) if I don't gain weight, I'm a different pant size. Hips are widening, just everything. Everything's wider. I definitely notice I have to lift weights now more than Mm -hmm. ever. And I used to lift weights so much when I was younger and I didn't realize the impact because I stopped lifting weights. But for the rest of this year, like I'm going to be lifting weights primarily and not so much cardio. Shaping season. Love that. I have to lift weights. And the funny thing, when I was in high school and college, that's all I did was like do like lightweights and stuff like that but now it's like i have to i'm damn near gonna be a bodybuilder yeah. at the end of the fucking year i have never been drawn to anything like that i always i was a dancer i wasn't really athletic like i was I like i have a I have an observer body like a, a fluid body um or swimming you know dance swimming those types of things um, but i've noticed getting older my bum is totally flattened like i used to have a little dancer bum and now it happened to me too. Yeah, I just sit all day. And now I did deadlifts for an entire year. And I have like such Little a bummy. big butt now that I had Cute to like Rachel. go up in sizes and things. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I've never had that feeling. Good job, Rachie. I just did deadlifts last night. My butt cheeks are sore. That's why I want to build my ass. That's definitely the goal. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I don't do shit like you this. You should a little bit. It's just so I can clap it. <laughs> clap it again. I used to be, you know, my ass used to clap much, much more than it does now when I was younger. So I'm going to have to get them deadlifts going so I can clap it again. Get them going. That's yeah. Yeah. Deadlifts are the best. Simo squats, reverse lunges. Yeah. You have a high booty. Clapping my ass. I think for me, the number one thing that's changed about my body. Okay. So when I got married, I was 26 and I did not even weigh a hundred pounds. Mm. And I'm five, eight. I was a skinny. I was a stick. And so I always felt kind of girlish and now I just feel sexy. Like my body feels like a woman's body. Yeah. And I really like that. I haven't really experienced any like other changes. You know what I mean? Like where I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. Like I just like make sure I put like lotion on my elbows. Yeah, I'm, I'm mid thirties now. And I, I really notice my skin is changing. And I remember my mom saying like, you either have wrinkly skin or sagging skin. And I feel like my family doesn't have tons of wrinkly skin, but the skin starts to get loose and like hangs from the body. And I've just started to notice that like happening on my neck and people are all obsessed with their neck. I'm like, why we got to be so obsessed with our necks? But you can use a a gua sha and fix that though. Cheeks. Cheeks. Yeah. I I noticed getting older, my, my cheeks, the elasticity in my cheeks have changed. And I start, it's like a little jowl situation right along my jaw. Lift Mm -hmm. them up, lift them up. Use the gua sha. (laughs) Use the gua yeah, stone. Yeah. That yeah, that can help with like any. I definitely have like lymphatic fluid yeah, there that for works. sure. It does help. I saw a TikTok last night. It wasn't a super viral one, but a lot of people are resonating with it, and that's why I brought up this topic of aging. Which was this woman was like, I look back at. She's probably in her mid thirties. She's like, I look back at photos of myself in 2019, and I'm like, that's me. And then I look mm. at a photo of myself now, or I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, that's not me. And right. then she said, she was like, my face is somehow both wider and more hollow. And I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like, like, what does that mean? What does that mean, Rachie? I mean, I, my face is getting wide. Like a few years ago, I mean, I put on a little weight in the last few years, but I used to have to buy like narrow glasses, narrow fit glasses. And all of yeah. a sudden I, I don't need more. 
So it's like my face is getting wide. Huh. I'm going to have I have a suggestion, Rachel. Yeah. And I want you to experiment with it. You don't have to. OK. <laughs> I'm so excited. But for two weeks and because I've seen I'm on the edge of my seat, I've seen a lot of this happen, especially for women over 30. Stop drinking kombucha or coffee and stop eliminating every single type of sugar for two weeks. Okay. This yeah. is Rachie's this is Rachie's drinky though. I know. I actually don't drink kombucha much anymore. It's the habit is just too expensive. I drink green tea. But people have been doing the stopping <laughs> eating sugar period thing, especially like on TikTok and YouTube, and going and taking before and after pictures of their face and they are noticing a huge difference. All right, I'm down. I'll do that. I'll do the gua sha. I love the experiment. I want to do an experiment. No, you, no, you don't. Oh, but, okay. I, but about the face thing, because <laughs> since I'm releasing right. weight also, <laughs> what I've realized is that the releasing of the weight, my face is not going to adjust until I get more at my goal weight until it stays there mm. for a longer period of time. Because it's, it's going to take a while for your face to catch up to like, I lose weight in my face first. You can tell when I'm losing weight because it's my right. Yeah. So it's very noticeable in my face. But if you're st- if you're done releasing any weight, it's going to take, I think I read anywhere between three to six months and then your face will start adjusting. So what does that mean? Like adjusting? Meaning what? that it's what just mean? like, because as your your face was like at a certain weight for so long, so it filled up. And then as you released it, it, oh, like your skin has to like resettle in. Skin has to like reset. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it sucks. But welcome to life. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't. I think everybody's got a different scene, right? Because Vanessa will lose her. She like you right away when you started losing releasing weight. I like that. By the way, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Your face was was super thick. You can see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, immediately like this from here to here. Long ass neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. And your shoulders. Mm -hmm. I don't ever ever gain any weight. Yeah, like from here up, like my arms never gain weight, my neck, my my shoulder, like nothing. Belly? No, no mm-hmm. weight on my belly ever. The only place that I gain weight is my butt and my thighs. Mm-hmm. Thighs, yeah. It's like an awkward. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, and I'm the opposite. I never gain it down there. Always. Yes, up for me. Belly up. Hips up. <laughs> Hips up for me. Hips up for me. My legs. Yeah. Usually stay the same. I. I Mike, I kind of just put it on everywhere. Like I kind of just start to. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like that. That's what my mom does. She's like a proportionate yeah. weight gainer. Mm-hmm. So you never she's like she'll not notice that she's gained weight for a long time. But I, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. it just kind of goes everywhere. Like she looks totally like completely proportionate. Everywhere. But I get inflamed a lot more than I gain weight. So like, for instance, I'm the same weight I've been for like the last, let's just say week and a half. Right. But I took took pictures and because I've been eating differently, I look at least 10 pounds bigger, but I'm hmm. the same weight. You're just like water. Well, it's I've been I haven't been, I haven't been eating properly. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, you have like too much mm. salt. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that that's one thing I've noticed with aging is that I can't eat dinner late anymore. 
oh my God, I was just going to bring us over here. Like, okay. Like, mm-hmm, an same. old lady. I'm an old lady. I'm like, oh, the reflux, the reflux. Yeah. My, my kid gets home from school and it's like, it's like three o'clock and I'm like, I'm ready for us to be like thinking about dinner. Yeah. Like if we have dinner, like it gets dark earlier. Like if I have my dinner at four, four thirty yeah. five, I'm like fucking, yeah, that's perfect. Little house like, on the prairie dinner. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And then, you know, what? I'll have a little snack a little bit later. Um, my, I really noticed with aging, new sensitivities. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I got into my thirties and I couldn't handle coffee like at all the way that I used to. My body was like, Nope. It was like sore on my tummy, making me feel rattled. I love the taste and flavor of it, especially as a taste cognition, but I just had to move to decaf. Same. And then after getting that off decaf, even it now just became, I just have little cute little espressos, which is just little tastes here yeah. and there. And it's not the same kind of caffeine content, but same with alcohol. I basically don't have alcohol because Oh my God, I can't handle that. I'm sloggy, sluggish for a week. Like, and I remember being like partying, drinking, get up. I had three hours of sleep, go to work. There's no fucking way I could even function the next day now. Like if I have a, if I have two glasses of wine, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I, I, the room, the room, you know, (laughs) like I just kind of. Yeah. You're noticing it. Yeah. But I definitely, I didn't have cannabis really in my twenties and in my thirties. I, I did, I I had tried it in my twenties, but that then came what I did in my thirties. Cause it was just for me more of a drinking was a little bit more of a party scene. And then I got to my thirties and it was like, chill, come over. You want to come over and vape and have some snacks and watch a sad movie. Cool. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like it was just everything became so much more relaxed for me, but it was because like, I can't handle anything anymore. Like with aging, I just couldn't just, I became so sensitive as I got a little bit older. I don't know. I think I've gone through that. I now I think I'm on the other side of it. I think my thirties, I felt like I was sensitive to everything. Yeah. And now I feel more robust in terms of like what I can handle in my life like with food or maybe I've just figured it out. And so like, I just don't yeah. fuck around with things that don't work. Oh yeah. Like I, I can't have fucking lettuce. I cannot have lettuce. It comes out lettuce. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I don't have lettuce. Oh, you know what you need is like bitters or um drops, digestive enzymes. Who me? Yeah. Like lettuce. Yeah. Like if you- I used to take that when I had a little naturopath for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I took bitters. And so what does that do for me? Well, um, actually, you're, if you're eating lettuce, that is probably some type of bitters. But oh. you, if you just take a digestive enzyme and then it helps your stomach acid because lettuce is hearty. Mm-hmm. It's robust. I, can, so, yeah, my, my, I can't digest it. I, I would yeah. if I want lettuce, I juice it. I can't digest chicken at all. Yeah, OK, so what's yeah. What happens to you? What's the deal? I have a very interesting food things happening, huh. meaning that okay, also, though, you're indirect. So that's so interesting to me. And that is rough. So like if I say I have a urge for, let's say a latte, right? And I usually will get oat milk in it. But after like maybe three or four back to back lattes for a day or a week, then it starts making me gag. Oh, yeah. Right. Very weird. So that's what happened. So that's why I like. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. OK, sorry. Your 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 valleys with taste environment, taste, taste in your environment. So anytime you have a two in the body, um, whether it's tone, color, line, anything like that there's that seasonal thing that goes on. So you have these little seasons that you move through. So all of a sudden, depending on who's around you and where you're going, really pay attention when you get sick of something because it's a sign, your body's like done. So sick of people, sick of this, but you have to kind of let yourself obsess for a little bit. Like that's actually healthy. And this is the thing, which it's like, it's all fun and games until you're 
and I've gotten used to this a little bit when it comes to my weight release journey. And I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with it because that's why I can't go grocery shopping for more than three days at a time. Yeah. Because after the third day, everything that I brought, I have no desire for at all. Do you do a lot of business over meals? No. That could be a good way for you to exchange your valleys, the taste tone. And just doing that type of exchange and having meals over it. Like even if you're doing a Zoom call or a business meeting, eating during those times, I'd be interested to see if you like to do a little experiment. No, I can do that. That could be something to try. I can do that. Because that might be a really high, high volume of nourishment there, you know? But it's interesting that you do say that because when I go to, so there's an oyster bar near my house and I go like every Monday because it's dollar oysters. I sit at the bar and I talk to the bartender and even though I'm only there for like maybe 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, I can have oysters there. I can have oysters every week there and I don't get tired of that. But chicken, I get tired of. So now like today, like I had like a canned like oat milk kind of concoction. And then I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to I was in an Uber. and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to throw up. Like, I hope I don't throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot of. So it changes very drastically. Yep. Or like, so like chicken wise, like if I have a mood for like, let's say chicken wings, right? I'll go get them. And then after like two bites, I'm like gagging. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to leave chicken alone. Were you always like this? Or was this something that came on as you got older? I had, (laughs) I had little, like, so probably from the age of five, that's when I stopped eating cereal with milk because it would make me gag Hmm. so and my grandmother noticed that and she was just like all right just not don't have any cereal with milk so i i've never i haven't i don't remember the last time i've had cereal with milk because it happened very very young where i couldn't have cereal and milk so i would just eat dry cereal so i've been that's what we do here nobody drinks milk at this house yeah five or six yeah um i mean have toast you guys like just abandon the cereal That's what I did. I just, I'm an egg eater. I eat so many eggs. So yeah, eggs. I'll have eggs for a couple of days. Same thing. And then it just something, I don't, I can't even explain to you what happened. Something clicks in my body or that's how I know when I'm getting my period. Because if I don't throw up, then I will, I have to stay away from foods. So for da- dairy, absolutely, absolutely, hands down, I cannot have dairy during my period because I'm throwing it up. Ew. Hands down. Oh, my God. That's when I want it. Yeah. I never want yeah, no. dairy. And then I'm like, cheese, melted cheese. Nope. <sighs> nope, 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 nope. Speaking of periods, one thing about aging is you don't get your period that much. Okay. Well, my opposite story. Oh. In my 20s, I did not really get a period. And that's why like getting pregnant was a shock, right? Because what? What the fuck? Um, it was never regular. And then I was a sick kid. So we stopped it. And then all of a sudden I get into my thirties and I'm like, not on birth controls. And I'm finally like letting my body adjust. This kind of happened in my late twenties. And then finally getting into my thirties and getting more into a relaxed lifestyle. I moved to finally a 33 day cycle. And I've been on that for a couple of years now, but mm-hmm. I used to be like twice a year, four times a year. Like I always felt like a 14 year old, like, yeah, when's my period going to come? Like, I don't know. Right. And that happened after you got sick, right? Well, before my doctors actually don't know because I didn't really get a period and I was sick at 16. So they don't know okay. it was all just kind of, you know, yeah. so yeah, I, di- I didn't really have a regular period experience, but so then aging, I did my body regulated. It normalized. It's not a 21 or 28 day cycle. It's a little bit slower. 
So that's why birth control was so stressful because it was making me have these periods on a frequency that wasn't actually good for me. So once my body just figured it out and it needed to be relaxed, my whole health started to really turn around because like hormonal health affects so much of like yeah the whole life. So my hormones started to regulate when I got into my thirties. And so then, yeah, I was always like, my doctors were always worried I was menopausal. So I was there saying you're pre-menopausal just because of what we put your body through and blah, blah, blah. So here's how you might feel. So I was always kind of like thinking I had an aged body, even when I was young, mm-hmm. like they're like cardiovascularly, you're about like a 60 year old. And I'm like, Oh God. Okay. So am I in menopause? And like, they never really knew they can never really figure it out. And then something went on and my body just started to produce regularly. Yeah, and I don't th- know. That depends a lot. Cause my mom, she like every, all the women in my family, they didn't start menopause until their early fifties. Yeah. So I think, I think I in got mine a as well. long way to go. Yeah. Um, Cause my period comes like clockwork. Like I know it, the exact hour and I'm just like, I also know women who went in menopause in their forties though. Like it just totally. Yeah. I know people who did. Yeah. Who, yeah. I know people who went in their thirties. There's no, um, well getting, having it in your thirties would kind of be a bummer because, you know, as soon as you like everything kind of dips, like that will age you. You know, like once your like hormones go down, like your estrogen and progesterone, I think that's how you say that. That's why you have to check your hormones always, yeah, yeah. always, always. Every time you go, and I just because I just had a hormonal check. I don't if you're over thirty five. Always when you go to the gynecologist and they do your annual, ask them please run hormonal tests on my blood so they can check. Do not wait for them say just they it, it's in, covered in your insurance. If you have, have them do the extra. If you have insurance. It's covered in there, but it's also covered even if you have the well visit and you're going for a wellness check. It's the same. They can still run it. America. Have them run. Yeah. Have them run your hormones because it will tell you everything. Yeah. I don't. I don't have insurance. And if you're in Canada, just ask your doctor to book you a specialist with an endocrinologist. And free. Yeah. 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 Free. Well, if you're me and you're in QS, you do not have insurance and you also don't go get your hormones tested once a year because it costs like a thousand dollars. So as somebody who comes from a place where we would like Canada is a totally different experience in the U S I've moved to a small place where I don't have a doctor yet. And that's really rattling to me. Like as somebody with my background, my past who, who grew up in hospitals and it's free, God. Well, no, I can't get one because there's such a high population, such low doctors. Like I'm literally just on a wait list. Um, And it makes me feel low key. Like, uh, like I actually, well, I think it's, I like, for example, paying for my own benefits as an entrepreneur and giving that to my family because it kind of keeps me accountable in like, I'm going to go for regular massages now and I'm going to go for regular dental care Mm -hmm. and I'm going to book those things in like seasonally because now I'm like, it's covered. So I'm taking care of myself. But I notice when I don't have benefits, I don't regularly go do that. And I'm hearing you, Jasmine, like, I don't want to go regularly do all those things. But my benefits are like sending me for a massage, making sure I'm getting regular mammograms because I'm supposed to go annually just based on my personal health. So it just it's like when I have that, it's just a little framework for myself to it feels like I'm really taking good care of myself. Now, would I feel that way if I didn't have a health history and a scare in my health history? I don't know, but it definitely influences me because I'm somebody who's like something grew inside of me and I couldn't see it. And I don't know if I'm okay. So I just got, I want to go regularly to make sure I'm checking on what I don't know. Like for for, for me, it's like a a fear history, fear thing. And I totally understand why you would have that feeling. 
I do not. I'm, I feel very much that the more I'm in a doctor's space and you're totally open head. That's interesting. Yeah. The more I'm a highly suggestible person. And if you start telling me that things are wrong with me or could be wrong with me, or we're checking this or we're doing that, I suddenly have all kinds of weird stuff going on. And I, oh. in my early thirties, like I had, I was like, I know people like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just always just like, oh, I'm having migraines. I'm having this. I'm having that issues all the time. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly healthy. And I'm, when I'm on my own, I'm highly intuitive. I'm very in tune with my body, actually. Yeah. You know, and I do my mammograms. I do the stuff you're supposed to do, but I don't need to be going to the doctor a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. Me. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, but yeah. I, for, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I like knowing and I don't because I don't get sick. So I'm going more like, oh, let's just make sure everything's good. Yeah. But when I was able to get like certain things like, you know, certain um, medications that I needed for, you know, whatever I needed them for or like acupuncture because that was yeah. you know covered. That's covered in my insurance, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like those are the things that I'm maximizing. Right. I'm maximizing those things. I'm maximizing. But that's not like. That's not like regular old people insurance. Like my the insurance that I was looking at was not covering me to go get acupuncture. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. No, no, <laughs> no. It's like you get like, a, you know, a hundred dollar copay or something. Like, yeah, it's not good. I want to end aging on a bop bop. I have another aging topic. Thank you. Okay. Another thing that happens when you age is you see the things that you wore as a teenager come back in style. Oh God, yes. this is so weird. On the internet. Or oh, your house. And at my house. Yeah. yeah, Jasmine. Yes, in your children. Mm-hmm. And there's also all this talk about millennials versus Gen Z. Gen Z thinks, well, this is what you realize. I remember my mom used to say stuff like this when I was a teenager and I was like, oh, whatever, old lady. <laughs> but- Every group of teens and early 20-somethings, they think they discovered sex. (laughs) They think they discovered music. They think they discovered fashion. And it's so funny to watch. And sometimes it gets me like a little bit fired up because I'm like, you're trying to say that millennials don't know how to use Instagram. We built Instagram. (laughs) I get like really annoyed, but it's just, that's the cycle. It's how it is. The stress part is the millennial age range is too wide because I am a millennial based off of the age range. I am a millennial. You're actually a cusp. Yeah. You're, you're cusp. like yeah. in the older. Yeah. yeah. I'm right in the middle. I'm an elder millennial. And it's just like, I shouldn't be cons- classified in the same category as somebody who was born in 1996. Yeah. Like for we're sure. just different. We're different people. Yeah. But I think that's how all generations are. I mean, Gen X is like that too. Yeah. Yep. The big mm-hmm. range. We're a big range. Yeah. But it's just such a big range for us such a big range and well let me say this for the millennials the big range is mostly because that where it feels so different is because the older millennials from like 81 to like i would say even 87 we have we're on the we've experienced this technology change that after 87 they are so unfamiliar with and it's just like, why don't you grasp these concepts? And they're just like, what do you mean? Like a fax machine. Oh, well, that's old technology. Yeah. But we're in the same. I'm a millennial and someone yeah. who was born in 1991 might not have never experienced a fax machine. 
But I know people from 81 to 87, we know what the fuck a fax machine is. Well, or I'm an 88 phone. and I know what a fax machine is, AC Brown. Well, well or a flip phone. I just phone. like to stick it like, to you sometimes. I think 80s, I think the 80s, if you're born in the 80s and even into yeah. the early 90s. But once you get mid 90s into the 2000s, so much was switching in mm-hmm. the world. And that's it when change. you just follows astrology. It's usually about 15 yeah. year kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes me laugh. There's there's some in the beginning and there, yeah, there's some in the end. And then, okay, wait, I just want to tell you guys this one little funny thing I saw on online the other day it was a little, little real or something where this guy was like the generations when the doorbell rings. So he's like, Gen X, the doorbell rings. I'm like, oh, I wonder who's here. Let me just, let me just check the ring thing. <laughs> I like saw the that. Door. And then it goes to, um, millennials and the doorbell rings and the millennial just slides down the chair like nobody sees them which is so me which is so me then gen gen um gen z all of a sudden it rings and they're they're on their phone they're not even acknowledging like there's no awareness that the doorbells even rang i was like oh my god this is so why do we all do that why are millennials so traumatized (laughs) like why are we like oh god nobody can see me i must hide it's true like if somebody comes to my door i watch them knock on my door and i don't answer i literally shake in my boots when someone knocks my door terrifying. i'm like who's Who here is that yeah <laughs> terrifying yeah terrifying my girls like won't even notice it that's so true yeah they won't even notice it and then vivi is an alpha mm. she's in my kids generation mm-hmm. totally different what the fuck is that Alpha's like the new that's like the new kids and they are different. generation alpha yeah mm-hmm. and they're different like she's like a totally like she's not She's different than what the, do they do? The what are they going to do? They're just like they're like uh, rabble rousers. They're feisty. Yeah, they're they're 2010s to the mid 2020s. And then, then they're saying it's changing with like COVID generation. So whatever, yeah. whoever came oh. out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's I mean, they're they're different kids. Like they actually remind me of like my generation, like when we were kids. You know, like they're they're very much like we're out, we're doing stuff with our friends, we're going here, we're getting and they all oh. also with their phones, you know, but they're also like, oh, that's sus and that person's weird and I'm gonna say something. And sus. they have boundaries, they have boundaries, you know, they're very oh, much like look at the yeah, they're aware. What are they? Generation alpha is generation they, alpha. Cause we went from Z yeah. to I started A, over. Right? Yeah. Look but at that. My little Z's are like, Oh, we don't know, we, we won't say anything. You know, we'll just keep our you know, like keep keep to ourselves. And she's not like that. She's like, I will raise my hand and fight for the truth about everything. Aww. Cute. You, me, we're in this together. Let's listen to each other. You're listening to each other. A human design centered podcast featuring an ensemble of energy types.